Hey, wrestling fans, this is the headliner, Chris Michaels, and you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D, from his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits, and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. And I'm sure you don't mind now. I'm, I'm Wolfie D, and I've got my greatest friend, Jimmy, across the street. Buddy, <laughs> how are you today? I'm good, man. How are you doing, brother? Is is, is, is everybody catching on to that? Are you uh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. People on Facebook are posting it. Like, I love the show with Wolfie D and Jimmy across the street. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think, make it happen. Yeah, I think people are really enjoying it. You know, I've never had a nickname quite as long. You know, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah, man. So we've had some great shows recently, huh? I mean, we've had Road Dog. We had him twice. That, yeah. You know, we, that conversation, he he was so giving to us that we had to, we actually wanted to split that into two because I felt like, you know, a really long two hour episode, sometimes it's easier to digest. And we probably could have split that into three if you want I mean, to know the truth. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, there was just so much stuff, man. Just oh, yeah. The history with me and him and stuff like that. And, oh. and what a great show. And, and thank you for the people that tuned in because it got huge numbers. Uh, yeah. and then we also got a lot of feedback on it. So that's, that's the coolest thing. We want the feedback for sure. For sure. Rate uh, and review, sure. you know, go on, go on whatever app you use to listen to us right now, hit a like, hit a review, hit a five star, let us know because that's so important to us. If you want us to continue on as smoothly and as often as we do, honestly, you know, advertising sponsorship, all that helps. So what yeah. helps you all, if you can't sponsor us and we understand not everybody can rate and review to help us with the other sponsors. Oh, yeah. That's all we're asking, you know, Absolutely. So, but I don't want to turn it into a, please do this for us. You all are listening. <laughs> no, That's awesome. And you, listen, you know, begging. not begging, but maybe I will. <laughs> Ain't too proud to beg. <laughs> They're listening, and I love it, and it's yeah, so awesome, true. man. It really it is. is. It is. Well, anyway, yeah, and then Jerry Lynn's show. We had him. We didn't have – I think he was, like, between a flight or something. We had him such a quick yeah. amount of time. But yeah. great episode, great conversation, great number so far. Really enjoying it. I think it's showing a good trend. And then, of course, today I come to you, and I'm like, bro, let's do another Ask Wolfie because this is our sixth Ask Wolfie. Can you believe that, man? Uh, yeah, and you're you're the one that tells me that like it does good every time, and I, it just it blows me away. I mean, it really does. I mean, to think of all the people we've had, but the ass Wolfie for whatever reason gets a lot of numbers. So yeah, yeah like we have four of them in the top ten of our shows. So yeah. people awesome. love you, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're not. <laughs> you know, we're not just, we are a show. If you think about it, everything that we do on this show is based around telling your story. And I love how we've kept that going, even 
you know, even when we have big time guests like Road Dog, Jerry Lynn, you know, Jerry the King, it's still to tell your story. And part of it is to tell their story, but it's just another seasoning of your story, which is just awesome, man. You gotta you gotta love that, you know. Very happy about it. Yeah. Well, I'd say let's go ahead and go into Ask Wolfie. You want to answer some questions for our fine, fine listeners? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, folks, to get your official Live and in Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcasts and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. We are here with Ask Wolfie D Anything. And the funny thing is... That when I send Jimmy text, I, I, I do it on voice text, always voice text, because I hate typing. I just hate it. And it's called the asshole fee. <laughs> yeah. So this is asshole fee. Anything, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> when you said that, are we doing the asshole fee? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you are think about it. Fee? I don't know. Are we? I mean, how much does that cost? It's a filthy fee. Yeah, you replied, it's a filthy fee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Okay, well, first, starting with Ask Wolfie. Today, we're starting with Ask Wolfie. So the first question is, yeah, yeah, Ask Wolfie. The first question is from listener Jim Jones. It's at Vanchiba21 on Twitter. And basically, he's like, can we get some good Brickhouse Brown and Reggie B. Fine stories, some wild stories? (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness, man. I love both them guys, man. Uh, God, there's some shit that I probably shouldn't say. Uh, I met brick house, man, early, early, early on when I was a young kid. Uh, and he kind of took me under his wing kind of like, uh, Chris champion did, uh, you know, so, that should lead you into what happened to me. <laughs> but uh, man, Brick was so awesome, man. I loved working with Brick, man. He was he was so smooth. He could do everything, and he taught me a lot, man. He really did. He absolutely taught me so much, man. The yeah. uh, if you remember, as a cyberpunks. I wanted to change my style so that it wouldn't look like Wolfie D, whatever. Yeah. But I used to do, uh, you know, duck a clothesline and brick. always used to do this duck a clothesline. He'd roll. Yeah. And so I, I, I do things like that and just working with him and, uh, 
just hanging out, man. He he was awesome. Reggie, uh, we all know the story of Reggie without me going any further than that. I love <laughs> Reggie Fine. Uh, w- one of my coolest, coolest friends ever in the wrestling business, man. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. People uh, say what they want. Wasn't the greatest worker, but, uh, you know, Reggie was Reggie, man. Yeah. So that's about as wild as the stories are going to get, Jim, I think. Out of of respect, you know. Yeah. I don't, and, 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 and Brick's gone. I don't want to. Right. Right. And I don't want to say anything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just know, Jim, that those stories are there and they exist, but Uh, right now is not the time. (laughs) And they were, they were funny and we had fun and. Yeah. He, he, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. My stepdad, uh, a lot of people uh, in the Tennessee area know him as the uh, giant scorpion. Right. He was uh, 6'9", 350. Uh, and, and I remember Brickhouse coming to me one night and he said, the old man told me to be stiff with you. <laughs> and... I mean, my dad, I mean, he did. He used to do that to me, man. He'd, he'd tell everybody to be stiff with me. Yeah. And uh, Brick said, as soon as I locked up with you, I knew that wasn't the case. Yeah. He, there was no reason why I, why I should have to do that. He And I, he didn't understand why he asked that. But I think my stepdad's defense, he was just trying to... Uh, like toughen me up or whatever, but there was, there was other times in, um, man, some outlaw shows, man, where he would tell dudes and fuck, man, they beat the shit out of me. They, man. 16 years old. You think about that. You got, you got, I mean, 30 something year old men hitting you as hard as they can with steel chairs, with everything, because, I asked them, hey, can I do this spot? Can I do this spot? And my stepdad said, smarten him up. Wow. He wasn't smartened up. All right. Well, that's a good answer for that question. It got kind of real there, and I like it. So another great listener, he was actually an old co-worker of yours, Bob Daniels on Facebook. Always a great listener, shares our stuff, always likes it. Really appreciate Bob as a listener. What would you want for a finish in a match between you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Mr. Jimmy from across the street and down the road. <laughs> He's wanting you to whip my ass, Wolfie. Why? <laughs> okay. I mean, what kind of match would it involve? I mean, where's the angle? I don't know. I, I'd say let's just do do a real quick one. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I mean, you were a manager. Right. So right. I can't. I can't let you do much to me. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. You, How about you this? Hubcap. You get a hubcap. How about the finger poke of doom? Yeah, the, the hubcap of doom. That's beautiful. Just take the hubcap. Yeah. I'll take the bump and then one, two, three. How's that? Yeah. That sounds good to me. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? Uh, the uh, At the Ric Flair's last match, all these guys, like I told you, they were going like, Oh, I want to take the hubcap. I want to take the hubcap. Well, yeah. <laughs> the first one is not that bad because it dents it. Sure. After it's dented, then it hurts really bad. <laughs> and so 
<laughs> the rest of them were like, ouch, 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 ouch. I wish I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> and then you had those rhinestones on it. Oh, my God. Oh, rhinestones, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. But I just still remember how Joey Janela, the punk rock, I mean, he is just Mr. Anarchy, and he just floops it right out the ring. He doesn't whip it into the crowd. He, he res- I could tell that that kid respected you because of how he tossed he did, it. Now, he did, and I, yeah. and I really liked, and me and you have talked about it, you know, the whole put my fucking foot on fire whatever right right uh dumb i think sure but he respected me enough he was like hey can we do this uh you're you're gonna nail everybody and then i'll just take it and throw it out of the ring (laughs) and i thought that is really cool very good idea very good idea and i'll charge you and then i'm done yeah i thought that was good i'll give that him uh, big props on that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, all right. Our next question is from listener Jamie Brumley on Facebook. So, <laughs> Jamie, you know, you seem to be Dale Mann's biggest fan because every time we do an Ask Wolfie, he replies, do you have any Dale Mann stories? And so I am once again asking you, do you have any more Dale Mann story. Here's the only Dale Mann stories I got. I I did not. I worked for him like a couple of times. Uh, He didn't pay well. And that's why I didn't work for him. Sure. Um, But I also know that uh, my buddy Chris Champion uh, and Dale's, I don't know, ex-wife or something like that. There was some kind of, Dale was a swinger. I'll just go out and say that. Sure. They were swingers. And the the one thing that I remember about that is that he got mad. Okay, let me ask you this. You going to let some dude get with your girl, right? Never, never, ever, not never. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But guess what he got mad about? What's that? Because when they were doing it, she said, I love you. Oh my god! And that pissed Dale off. And okay, so, yeah. So that's the only thing I know about that. I mean, you know, maybe the never mind. Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, that's weird. I mean, would you really, really, really? I I couldn't. I just no, couldn't. Never, never, ever. I could never. not ever. No. But if that's your thing, if that's your like, kink, yeah. Um. <laughs> You're mad because she said, I love you. You know, it's funny. My brother and I, we talk about this sometimes. We talk about, we're like, how could you ever let that happen? Like somebody, how could you ever just sit there? Have you heard, let me tell you this story. Chris Champion uh, lived in uh, Murfreesboro, right? Me and him were like, like I was a young man or whatever. And he was... uh, I think his girlfriend, LaDonna, at the same time, something like that. Anyway, you heard the story of Chris walking down to the, uh, like, because there was apartments up here, right? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to describe this. Apartments up here, and then you walk down, and there's a map coat, and it was on Murfreesboro Road. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And Chris 
she went down there for whatever reason and called Chris. Hey, somebody's attacking me or something. Chris came down there naked in a robe. And, 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 and if anybody knows Chris Champion, he's swinging. <laughs> so he, he fucking, he comes down there and beats this guy up, ties him up with his robe and waits till the cops come. Holy crap. Holy right. crap. Was it the Yoshi Kwan robe, you think? <laughs> I don't know what robe it was. I don't know. But that's what he did. He walked down. I'm telling you, it was like a... I could I could show it to you. I could show it to you in Nashville. But, uh, yeah, he walked down there. His girl called him and said, hey, somebody's attacking me. And he went down there naked as fuck. Wow. And beat this dude up and tied him up. With this fucking robe. That's impressive. That's, that's impressive. very impressive. Yeah, that's very impressive. Especially if you got a big dick swinging in your face. <laughs> that's even worse, actually. <laughs> that makes it even more funny. <laughs> I just got beat up by a guy that's got a fucking third leg beat me in the face. Oh, that's funny. Thor's hammer. Yeah. <laughs> it's hit yeah. me in the face right now while I'm getting my ass kicked. Oh, man. All right, Jamie. I don't know how that answered any of your Dale Man questions, <laughs> but we're good there. <laughs> All right. Our next question is Jeremy Crenitti on Facebook. And so this is actually from the Memphis Wrestling Group. So ever thought about starting a promotion, maybe in Memphis, using old school wrestling with psychology and selling? Have you ever thought about doing a promotion in Memphis? Um, no, because things like that never uh, fell in my lap. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, just, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm shit, man. I, I, I've seen guys all the time that just shit falls in their lap. I'm yeah. not one of those guys. Yeah. Um, I, I wish Memphis, and it pisses me off so bad because Memphis, like, they're all doing their own little thing and instead of coming together. And, and there's no reason, there's no reason why we don't have a convention around there or something like that. All the conventions are up north. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's where they should be. Yeah. I mean, stupid as fuck to me. I just don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, and it seems like it's there's like three or four promotions running in that area. It's not a unified yeah, front and either. They don't want to work with each other, man. Right. Right. Fuck, man. It's stupid right. as fuck. Right, right. You know, well, that's your answer, Jeremy Crenetti. Unfortunately, it doesn't appear that any option like that ever came up. And, you know, might be somewhere else, but it probably won't be in Memphis. Anyway, I'm yeah. Sad. It really is. Yeah. So our next question, Jeremy Zernheld on Facebook. He's from Louisville. He went to the gardens every Tuesday. Do you remember an old man who wore overalls sitting front row? Because all the heels would mess with him when PG-13 were heels. He was friends with the old man's grandson, and they'd be sitting in the general admission seats, anxiously awaiting who was going to piss him off next. Tommy Rich apparently used to really get him riled up. Do you remember an old man? No, I don't, man. And and you sent me this earlier. And No, I don't. I mean, yeah. I wish I did. 
I can't remember everything. Sure, uh, it's okay. There were so many fans that were like, man, some of the fans were just like, they were part of the show, man. Right, exactly. They just were. And uh, I don't remember this guy. Uh, I wish I did. Sure. But, hey, that's how it is. No problem. All right, so our next question is Chad Anderson on Facebook. So this one, I've I've added something to it, but basically he's asking, should Lawler do a final match or final match tour? He thinks that Lawler can have a better final match than Flair. And then here's my addendum to that. Does Lawler wrestle too much for his final match to be big? And who are some others that could also have a big final match? So let's go first with the question Chad asked. Should yeah. Lawler do a final match or final match tour? He thinks Lawler can have it. What do you think on that? I think, and me and you talked about this, I wanted uh, Lawler to be Flair's opponent. Right. But after watching it, I understood why. You understood he why? Could- not have done a singles match. He could not. Could not. Right, right. Um, Lawler can. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when Lawler's going to be done, man. He's like uh, the immortal. (laughs) (laughs) We may not be around. (laughs) The immortal, man. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, At his age and, and, and the things that he does, it's like, wow. Yeah. Do you, you know think I mean? he wrestles too much for it to be a big deal? Do you think he's too active right now? Um, no, I, mean, I don't think that. But, but at the same time, uh, when it comes down to it, he's he's going to have his last match. Of course. I mean, he is. Everybody and, does. Uh, yeah. Man. I don't know who, uh, what do you think? Who could it be against? Oh, bro. I mean, you know, of course, Bill's not capable. No. You know, Jimmy Valiant's not able. Bret Hart's not able. Terry Funk's not able. Nope. (sighs) Wolfie D. That's why I said, when me and you talked, I was like, man. His son is gone. Then I, I was like, okay. After I seen it, I was like, okay, I understand. Yeah. He had to be in a tag team match, you know. Yeah. Um, man, I'd love to see Lawler do something cool. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what it'd be. God, that made me that man. It just sucks that I can't think of. I mean, who could work him? Who could work him? You know. You know. We'd have to think about this one because I mean it needs to be someone reputable and not Johnny Johnson, you know right, the right. North Tennessee champion. But at the same time, it can't be somebody too like it, it's got to be somebody of a reputation. But it can't be somebody that Who's left. Who's I know, I know, man. They're dropping or they're just not capable. It's not that they're, they're dying. So we'll, man. I mean, listeners, why don't y'all... You think Ricky, maybe? I mean, Ricky Morton would be great because he could still do it, I think. But to turn Ricky heel is going to be tough. I mean, it it wouldn't be that tough, but... Depends on where you do the show at. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, they're going to pull for King. You got to retire him in Memphis. That's just how it is, you know? Yeah. But, I totally agree with that. Uh, but I just don't know. God, who could he work? Maybe Wolfie D. <laughs> no, it ain't me. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay. Well, then, who are some others? that could have this big final match. You know, I think there were rumors of a Diamond Dallas Pages last match show, and there were rumors of some other folks, but who were some others that, not just not connected to Lawler, but who were some others that could have a big final match? Man, I don't even know, man, because I feel like everybody that has worked Lawler, um, man, you just can't go there, because they're they're all dead, or... Right, you know what I mean? Is uh, I don't know. They can't go like he can, and it's so sick to me that he can go like he does. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's it's another. Sick, it's sick, man. At his age, how he goes like he does, man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, here's a here's a question that's kind of related to that question, but it's a different one. And this is from Instagram. It's at Everything Bagel Two Two on Instagram. So, if they were to have an event called PG 13s last match, who would it be against? If Jamie would show up, <laughs> yeah, Jamie's there. You know, got two correct shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, it would have to be, God, it would have to be rock and roll, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. That's who I was thinking, rock and roll. Yeah, Uh, or heavenly bodies, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's gone, and. Bobby's gone, and Stan is, yeah, but Stan's still around. But is Stan active at all, though? Great matches with are just, they're not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. That sucks, man. I hate it. I think the Briscoes, then. We'll do the Briscoes. <laughs> okay, what about Wolfie's singles? What would you, if you were to have your last match, who would you want to have as the guy? Who would I wrestle in my last match? Let's say Conrad calls you up tomorrow and he says, all right, Wolfie, we're going to do a Wolfie D's final match pay-per-view. Who do you want as your final opponent? Man, that's crazy. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to work Sean Waltman one more time. Oh yeah. Um, because like I said, a million times on here, man, there was a match in uh, in Memphis that there's no tape on. There's no tape on it. But as I've told you, Kurt Henning wrestled Lawler in the main yeah. event. And yeah. after the match was over, he came to me and he said, Hey kid, it was like the, uh, what was that, uh, commercial where was it LT or somebody threw a, a Jersey at a little kid? Yeah. Yeah. Or and, no. It, yeah. Yeah. I think mean okay. Joe green, maybe mean yeah, Joe green. I, yeah. Yeah. And that's what it felt like to me. Because he looked at me and he goes, great bumps, kid. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. Coming (laughs) from the guy that, God, man, I love that dude. I loved him. Like, just watching him. And I got to wrestle him once and and blah, blah, blah. But 
yeah, when he came down, he, I'm telling you, it was, it was that atmosphere. It was down the, the Mid-South Coliseum. He, yeah. he walked out, and it was a huge, huge uh, hallway. And he looked at me, hey, kid. And I said, yes. He said, great bumps, kid. Wow. And, dude, fucking, I, I mean, it gives me cold chills right now just thinking about it. But that was awesome. That was That's awesome. like Richard Petty telling you you're a good driver. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like Babe Ruth saying, hey, you can hit them home runs pretty good, kid. You yeah. know, that's that's yeah. literally, he's the king of bumps, and he's putting over your bumps. That's, yeah, man, you, you know, if that if that made you confident for the rest of your life, you deserve that because that, but if he said that, about, that's the truth. But to think about that he was out there watching my match. Right, right. Wow. Wow. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Makes your butt pucker thinking about it. Probably. I mean, you know, you, you never went out there nervous, but you might've been nervous had you known he was watching, but that's cool, man. But I mean, you've done that in front of everybody, Jerry, the King. I mean, you knew Jerry wasn't watching anything, but you know, talking about the WCW match after the young dragons and you all are walking back and they're giving you a, a standing ovation, with Arn Anderson and all that, you know? So, and I think I told you this at Ric Flair's last match. I talked to Arn and I said, Hey, do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> the time we almost got in a fight, he was like, No. <laughs> but anyway, and then the next day, I come back and you guys are standing clapping for me. I said, That meant a lot to me, man. And he was, man, Arn was so cool at, at that time. I mean, very cool. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Dude, Arn is so cool, you know. So, well, I think right now let's let's go to a break, listen to a couple commercials, and we'll be right back with more from Ask Wolfie D anything. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more live and in color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, bowiehomes.com. That's B-U-I-E homes.com. Or you can email him at benbowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Every day I'm 
Jade Roper, the Southern Closer, is here for you if you're looking to buy a home and need the best deal on a mortgage loan. Now, while Jade's heart and soul is helping that first-time home buyer, it doesn't matter if it's your first, second, or the dream home you've always wanted. She is there to help. Jade knows the area, the market, and she's invested in your community. She'd love to help you with all your home financing needs and will make it as easy as possible. All this makes her the official mortgage lender of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Contact her today at 615-681-4282. Email at jroper at primerez.com or just visit the southerncloser.com. NMLS 1794506. Licensed in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Powered by PRMI, NMLS 3094. PRMI is an equal housing lender. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back with Ask Wolfie D Anything, and we've got another question here. Now, this person on Instagram as Memphis Wrestling Today, and they have a Facebook page. They have Twitter. They're running it really cool. They're basically looking all over the, the web and finding anything to do with Memphis, and they share it, promote it, retweet it, post it. It's amazing. So thank you all, whoever's running the page, Memphis Wrestling Today. Go to that page, support if you love Memphis wrestling, and we do. So, any memories of Platinum Plus in Memphis? Oh, Lord. He understands if you don't. <laughs> oh, I understand, man. Uh, let me tell you about <laughs> Platinum Plus. Yeah. Uh, that shit was mafia run, I promise you. I mm. promise you. Uh, me and Jamie hung out there. I don't know how many nights or whatever, but we go back in the in the back with the guys or whatever. And and man, that was uh it was just a thing where I was like, This is uh kind of weird. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> well tell the listeners what Platinum Plus is. Uh Platinum Plus was a strip club in Memphis. Uh, they were always cool to us and, and, and when we went back in the back, it was just it was different. I don't know yeah. how to explain it. It was just, uh, you know, the uh, strip club porn industry is uh, like something else. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was kind of weird. It's kind of yeah. weird. But they always nervous. Yeah. Them. Yeah, you like the ballet then. That's good. I always liked going to the ballet myself back in the day, but you know. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so Platinum Plus, all right. I'm sure if those walls could talk, we'd have them on the show, wouldn't we? So, <laughs> All right, on Twitter, this one is Manuel Dyrisky. What is one thing in your wrestling time that your fellow wrestlers always like to bring up about you? So if there's, you know, like if there's an average amount of wrestlers and they see you 
what man i remember old wolfie d that fool or whatever what did they usually bring up about you uh i'd like to think um that uh every time we went out uh i'd take care of them uh, yeah and I would always like one of my things, man, is, is is I watch this stuff and blah blah blah. But I wanted to, I want to take the best bump. Okay, take the best bump. I also wanted to get my shit in, but sure. I also want to take the best bump. Yeah. So if you watch a lot of my shit, man, it's like, yeah, he took a great bump right there because he was trying to put his opponent over. Yeah. And that's the thing to me, man, that nobody does anymore. They want to get all their shit in. But right. when I thought about it, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll get my shit in. But what can I take that's going to like, you know, they call it WrestleMania moments or whatever, blah, blah, blah. On each and every show, can I get a fucking bump that is going to be remembered? Yeah, that's you know cool. I mean, totally. That's what totally. I really thought about. That's cool, man. That's awesome. That's the way to be. I mean, that's probably why you have so many excellent bumps, you know? <laughs> when they throw powder down my mouth. <laughs> that's a great story. Go back in the archives <laughs> and listen to that one. So on Twitter, at Ben Jammin, on a scale of 1 to 10, how painful was it working the eliminators? Man, uh, when they came into, well, when we came back from Mexico, uh, the eliminators were like, you know, they had just came back from Japan and they were beating the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> and, uh, Randy uh, booked us against them and, Beat them every night. Beat them every single night. And I think I told you this before. I was like, fuck. I know they're not They're not happy. Right. Because I'm making any money. Right. And trying to put us over. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. There was just a number of nights where I went out there and I was like, God bless. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Because, man, Perry Saturn, I don't give a fuck what anybody says about him, whatever. And Cronus, too. Athletes, man. And just fucking tough guys, man. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a shitty fucking guy or whatever, but Lord, it sucked. So on a one to 10 scale, what would you say? The painful. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Probably ten out of every. <laughs> okay, I got you. That's that's it. It was horrible. That's what I expected, actually. So, all right, on Instagram at Jeb four seven two two, most talented guy you ever worked with, who just could not get over. Hmm. Man, um, you're just I- like, holy crap, this guy's amazing. You know, because I know you had to make. Some guys work. <laughs> you had to shoot with guys sometimes. Yeah. Um, man. <sighs> Shit. I think Chris Michaels is uh, like a really good wrestler. And like I said before, I don't like what he did as far as his name or whatever. 
Right. I also think Chase is good. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of them that are good. Right. But uh, just for whatever reason, they just couldn't get there. You know, Wasn't it Dale Mann, actually, that he worked for that named him Chris Michaels? I'm not sure about that. Not sure. Yeah, I think it is. I think because he had like novelty names like Nick Foley and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, over overtaker and stuff. But yeah, you you can fuck my wife, but just don't tell you love her. Okay. (laughs) Back to that one. All right. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Chris is amazing. So at Jose Chantal on Twitter, who was a well-known hothead back in the day? Any funny stories to go with the person? So basically somebody you know that just did not take a joke, could not. He was just get angry at anything. Do you have anybody you remember like that? Mm, there's a lot of those, man. <laughs> <laughs> those. Um, Maybe just one with a funny story. Cujo one time. Uh, Moondog Cujo. Me and Jamie... Uh, we're at this place in Evansville. Yeah. And, uh, Cujo was there. Uh, Chris champion was there. This guy, uh, fuck. I can't remember his name, but anyway, he's in prison now for embezzlement and all this kind of shit. That's a, that's the kind of people you meet. But anyway, uh, brought us all up there to Buffalo wild wings in Evansville. He was going to start a new company. And, uh, me and Jamie got mad at each other, whatever. And Jamie was supposed to drive me home and he didn't. Cujo came outside. And, oh, he wanted to fight me. He's ready <laughs> to fight me. Cause I had splashed, uh, vodka in Jamie's face. Cause he was pissing me off and just weird shit like that. But anyway, yeah. uh, and then Oh Lord, I don't want to tell the rest of this story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will though. Anyway, I uh I drove trying to get home to Nashville. Okay. From Nashville. Jamie was supposed to drive me, he didn't. I turned down a railroad track and I threw up in a cop car. Uh <laughs> Just uh, all kinds of crazy shit. And uh, I woke up naked in a padded cell. Oh, my God. Yeah. Didn't know where I was. It was just crazy. <laughs> it was Dale Mann's padded room. I'm just kidding. No, it wasn't. His. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So this one's interesting because I, I think I know the answer, but at fantastic sam on instagram have you ever been starstruck and and who for so anybody actor rock and roll anybody you've met wrestling have you ever been starstruck who was it um i was starstruck at kid rock yeah uh, you know the rick flair's last match i was starstruck by rick flair sure uh, you seen the pictures that I took, like kayfabe or whatever. Sure. Um, but I like back in the day, man. You were not allowed to do that, right? You couldn't do it. So there's been a lot of people that I've been around. Fuck, I hugged 
Hulk Hogan at a bar. Hugged him. <laughs> hugged him. That's awesome. Yeah. Hugged him. Let's and get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hugged him. I'm like, you're Hulk Hogan. Ah. <laughs> that's awesome. So I get it. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So our next question is from Spurkins on Twitter. Spurkins. Might be S. Perkins, but I'm going Spurkins because it's funnier. So was there a time early on that you got advice to be a singles or any time during PG-13? Was there ever a time that an old timer or somebody just said, hey, why don't you think it? Why don't you take it solo? Because, you know, maybe you all were having a rough time or something. No, I, I mean... When we did that, when we broke up, it sucked. Yeah. It fucking sucked. Uh, because the people want to see me and Jamie together. Right, right. That makes sense. So nobody really ever said, hey, man, why don't you just go ahead and take it solo? You've got something. I see it in you. Y'all don't no, get along. But, but yeah. what made me uh, switch into Slash and stuff like that was because... Uh, like we right. talked about road dog and stuff, the machine had gotten John Cena. They had gotten uh, too cool. They, you know, right. Even though we were the first, yeah, it, it just sucked after that. And, and so then I was like, okay, I got to do something different here. And uh, I called Cornette and I said, hey man, I want to do something different. And I said slash killings yeah he was like no slash just do slash yeah just slash and i i, I described the gimmick to him i described it i said i want to be like a serial killer like uh i guess loomis or whatever now but anyway uh <laughs> That was my thing then. I was like, I want to be slash killings. And I'm going to have this, you know, scar over my eye from, you know, where I cut it or something like that. And he's like, no, nope. I want you to be slash. That's cool. We in and, you know, we did that. And then Tanang. Makes sense, man. That's awesome. Okay. So this is actually the last question of the day for Ask Wolfie D Anything. This is from at GMBMPW, and this is the Plastic Sheik, who's always a great listener listening to the show here. Had they booked it correctly, let's say had the WWE respected you all in a position of a great tag team like they should have, how would you have booked an angle with LOD? Maybe a trilogy of matches your idea for how to make it work up to your standards. So obviously you got squashed. We know the whole story, Shawn Michaels, Jr. But let's just say they said, okay, nation of domination. We're going to pull you out of that. We're going to put you as PG 13 and we're going to let you all have a good run. Maybe something similar to the new age outlaws. And they say, Hey, you guys are going to work an angle with LOD and they're going to get you all up there to that level. How would you have done that? It could have been so many ways because they liked us and right. we could, we, I mean, honestly, that was the best job match ever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely the best job match ever because like we talked about before we walked out. Yeah. Here comes Sean. Here comes 
Jim Ross and hey, will you please come in here and do business? Yeah. And yeah. so we did. And it was I mean, everybody thinks about that as one of the best job matches ever. But I mean, we could have done so much more. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, it would have been cool to have seen something like this. You know, you all get one over on them in the first match. Let's just say they book a trilogy. You all get one over on them in a surprise. Maybe something happens to where they run into each other and you all take the pin or something to that effect. Then the second one is a long, good match to where they actually are like, it's almost like a giant trying to swat a fly or something. You know what I'm saying? Like you all just constantly pester them the whole match. It's that thing. Uh, you've seen it on uh, a couple of matches. We called it cat and mouse. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. And so we would hit people run around referee blah 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 and we just run around and we just keep hitting them yeah so that would have worked then yeah totally i mean the rock and roll express wrestled the road warriors and i i i fully believe you all could have and had a great series of matches as that just like you said cat and mouse being the whole storyline you know but Anyway, that that would have been amazing. Obviously, unfortunately, it can't happen now. But in another universe, that match happened differently. I like to think. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's it for Ask Wolfie D Anything. Listeners, thank you all once again for all the excellent questions. We always appreciate these shows and, and how well they do and how much you guys enjoy them. So, with that being said, for today, Current Affairs. And so, for Current Affairs, Wolfie D, I think I'm going to have my brother, the Plastic Sheik, from the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling podcast on with me. You cool with that? Do it. All right. DJ, hit the music. It's a current affair It's a current affair Lemon and color It's a current affair All right, we're back with current affairs And today I am welcoming my brother from the same mother The plastic sheet, Jared Street From the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling Podcast What's up, man? How are you doing today, buddy? I'm good, brother. How are you? And uh, I'm going to go into business for a little bit on my own here, but I'm going to, since you're Jimmy across the street, I'm going to be Jared down the street. So. <laughs> yes, there you go. We are the Screet brothers. <laughs> welcome. Well, welcome to the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. And of course, Wolfie wishes he could be here. He's unavailable at the moment. So we wanted to go ahead and get you on here and have a good time at this current affairs. You and I talk about current stuff all the time, but obviously with current affairs, we talk about the new stuff. So okay. the first topic of the day that I wanted to discuss. And this is something that you and I have discussed before is basically the CM Punk AEW deal. So we all know that it's stemming from a statement that Adam page made in the ring about something to do with Colt Cabana in the back because of their long friendship and then turned into rivalry between CM Punk and Colt Cabana. Do you have any spotlight you can shed on this as far as your thoughts go on this, this whole deal? You know, a lot of it seems to be that there's there's one camp 
that like which is Hangman and the Dark Order, which Colt Cabana had been part of, and even the Young Bucks are really in Colt Cabana's corner, and that they you know feel like that he was kind of cast aside to go to Ring of Honor instead of staying with AEW because maybe Punk didn't want him in the locker room, thought it would be you know best if they were apart and everything like that. Punk denies it. Tony Khan denies it. Of course. I mean, yeah, I mean, apparently there is a you know a split of people who think, hey, we should have taken care of Colt. Colt's been here for a long time. He's been a mentor to a lot of us here. Overall, you know, from what I've heard, a great guy too. Yeah, absolutely. And apparently, some people don't like the way Punk's attitude is. I, I don't know Punk. I mean, like, right. obviously, so I mean, like, I can't speak to it. But you know, sometimes those people, uh, and we've talked about it before. Sometimes those people are like super straight edge kind of have like a chip on their shoulder. So yeah, it's, it's like that they are, you know, so to speak, holier than thou. And, uh, yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know how much is still, I mean, apparently after page did that before their match with the, you know, you all speak about workers rights and all this stuff, and you've done nothing to show that you believe in that since you've been here. Apparently punk told somebody, I guess, Tony Khan and some of them, that he would never job out to Hangman Page after that. So, yeah, uh, and he did make that call out on his return to Dynamite, and you know Page didn't come out, which I thought was weird. I mean, like, so that shows you it's probably off the cuff a little bit from Punk. You know, I guess AEW wanted to keep it, you know, peaceful, but and and they wanted him to focus probably on the match with Moxley. So, well, but, and that's the money. I mean, you know, there really isn't a money feud and he and Colt Cabana and honestly, Adam Page is possibly not quite ready for prime time just yet, even though he's been the champion. But, you know, the money's with the Moxley punk feud. Again, there are two guys that I really don't care a lot about, but they really have hit it off with the fans, you know, in this weird sort of world of like the in the world of the fan now, they seem to be really the popular ones. So, yeah, something kind of, I mean, going off a little bit, something kind of made me, I've seen it before and I don't like it. I didn't like it then. And I don't like it now. I would love like a, a somebody in the business or that has been in the business opinion. I would like to ask like when Moxley and punk met in the, in the ring before their match on dynamite the next week, they, they were trading those blows. It's like they're trading punches and like, Nobody was selling anything. Like, yeah. if, a, if a grown man punches me, yeah, I'm gonna probably have to stumble back a second, and I might make him stumble back right after that. But like, right. they throw right. these punches, and they nobody seems to take any damage from it. I wish wrestling would kind of do something different than that because it's just like action for action it's nothing to no substance to it or something like that yeah well that's a whole other conversation there yeah i know know. yeah so who you got in moxley punk at the all out i think moxley i don't think punk is fully healed yeah i think he's doing it because he has to do it for you know the storyline but i agree i don't know supposedly moxley really hated that title interim champ so that's why that maybe they had that match at dynamite before that so I'm, I'm going to go Moxley until they prove me that Punk is 100%. I can't go with Punk because I don't think – I think maybe he's 
you're going to lose this and then be out a couple more months just to kind of heal up for good. I think so. Well, so the next question I have is another AEW and kind of the opposite, in my opinion. This is FTR, and they are upset over being left out of the AEW fight forever video game. <laughs> Apparently, they were in the early stages of it, but for some reason, they have been removed and you know, people are saying that they'll probably be available through DLC, but at the same time, you know, not in the early part of it. And that could affect royalties from it, which has really made them angry. And I don't know, man, it kind of is a smack that your best tag team is not going to be in the video game. You know, I mean, not only that, the probably the best tag team on the planet currently. Right. Right. I mean, why would you ever, I mean, it would have been like having a video game um they're, they're basing this off like some nintendo 64 stuff that like i guess wcwwf had you know a lot of the mechanics of it and it'd been like having it back then when the nwo was big and not having any of the nwo of the game yeah. i mean or, or the out or at least the outsiders or whatever it just doesn't it's a it's a head scratcher to me i i read somewhere that they weren't as so much mad that they weren't in the game it's the way that they were they found out they were basically told by a reporter asking a question about it. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, we don't know. And they, I reckon, reached out to Tony Khan and said, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Well, you know, I asked Wolfie D about this through text message. I said, what would you feel like if they made a USWA video game and they left out PG 13? And he was like, we'd be pissed, you know? Yeah. We'd be pissed. So I, I assume that video game royalties are a big money for the performer. So, you know, being that it is a huge game, it's the first video game of the company. I haven't heard great reviews about it, but still at the same time, it's a big time deal. And, you know, to not have them in it, I think is like not having the heart foundation or not having the British bulldogs or not having, you know, the road warriors. In oh, the video yeah. game. They'll have the young bucks, of course, but yeah. not FTR doesn't make yeah. any sense. It makes you wonder sometimes about AEW's decisions. I mean, you know, I like what they're doing and I like what they've created in that they've created competition. And I think that's best for wrestling. I think wrestling works best when there is competition. Some of the best times of wrestling of all time, there was competition. Right. Just plain and simple. It doesn't work as good. You see how stale WWE had got at times before right. AEW came about. And it, it just shows you how much better it can be when there is competition. Absolutely. Totally agree. Well, all right. We're going to wrap that one up here. But the next question I have a current affairs is a big deal right now on Twitter. Basically, the Will Ospreay, Kevin Nash Twitter feud. So basically what has happened is top banana. It's like a new Twitter account or something. They said something like John Cena, CM Punk and Kurt Angle do not have as many five star matches as Will Ospreay. So Kevin Nash then tweets, what's his merchandise sales like? Yeah. Essentially saying the money is more important than the acclaim. So, you know, Will Ospreay replies, what is it he said? He, he said, did you, did you tear your quad tweeting this I, out? Yeah, he said, did you tear your quad tweeting this out? So, obviously, a cut on Kevin Nash, you know, the only thing that's important is the money and the miles. Is that yeah. Dusty that said that? I, I, I can't, to, um, I can't swear a, to that. It's a popular old timer quote, or the only thing that's real in wrestling is the money and the miles and the money and the miles are what matters. So obviously would you rather be Hulk Hogan or would you rather be 
Gene LaBelle or Dynamite Kid or Dean Malenko or Ricky I mean, Steamboat, maybe even. I mean, Ricky Steamboat. I mean, you didn't make the money. I mean, Steamboat's kind of tough because he had a little more charisma than, you know, the other guys did. But to me, I would rather have the money. You know, if you can take two bumps and make more money than the guy taking 30 bumps that makes less, it's no brainer to yeah. want to be the money guy. I mean, that's just obviously Kevin Nash is stating it as a funny fact because it's like, well, sure, but the kid's never made any money yet. You know, what's he doing? Right. So, yeah, it's, um, I can see both sides of it, but let me be honest. Dave Meltzer is throwing out those five-star matches to people in New Japan like never before. Like I feel like he needs to go back and reassess some matches with Flair. With, yeah. I mean, not just Flair, but Steamboat, Piper, Savage, everybody. He needs. He's going to have to go back and like re-examine some matches and right. say, "Oh, this is." No, he's given seven stars to Okada Omega. And I've watched those matches. They're not bad. They're not, I mean, nothing wrong with them, but like, I don't know that you could place that at seven stars and have some of the flare steamboat stuff at five stars. It's like, yeah. Where do you get that differentiation? I mean, like he's like, to me, the seven star or anything above five star and all the five star he throws out, it's kind of lost its luster to me. I mean, some people might like it. And I think the wrestlers that are the workers to feel like that gets them their due. Yeah, are, are really big on it, but somebody like Kevin Nash, who's not, who's not what you call a worker. Now, Kevin Nash is very talented, good on the mic. You know, he was a good, good big man. Yeah, he did have knee problems and stuff like that. That you wonder if he'd had the like hip and knee problems fixed, how good he could have looked at times in the ring. Yeah, that was from his old basketball playing days. So, you know, maybe he'd have been a better worker. But he's a six ten, six nine guy that w- wasn't expected to do what Flair and Kenny Omega, Steamboat, all them people would do. Right. So he focused on the business because it wasn't his first love. Basketball was his first love. So obviously he's going to want the money. He's going right. to want the the merchandise sales. Right. Whereas Will Ospreay might have grown up totally a wrestling fan, what he wanted to do all his life. Right. And so he likes the five-star matches. So there's different camps. It depends on what you want to believe in. I, don't, I mean, I'm sure Will Ospreay's made plenty of money, not Kevin Nash money, but I'm sure he's made plenty of money. Sure. And he has potential. I'm not sure how old he is. He's probably around 29. So he's around around 30. So he has plenty of time. He probably needs to be in AEW or WWE to make some real money in the future. But I've not really heard Osprey speak a lot, so I don't know his charisma, but he would have to come a long ways to probably get the merch sales that Kevin Nash has being as part of the NWO. If he still gets, if he gets money from all the merch from the NWO, it's be tough to ever yeah. beat. Right. So. I mean, his royalty checks as of today are still bigger than a lot of guys, you know? So yeah. Wolfie told me this, that you have to make $40 or more per quarter for them to cut you a check. So the network has killed a lot of royalties for guys. Cause a lot of the royalties Wolfie got were from DVD sales from the shows that he was on in the back in the day. So if you don't make $40 in that three month quarter, basically they keep the money essentially. So let's yeah. just say there's a royalty list and they say, okay, Wolfie D's got $15. Well, they don't compound that into the next quarter. What they do is say, okay, he didn't meet $40. We're not cutting a check. So, right. you know, we talked about that with Coco beware and it was kind of surprising. I mean, and Coco was like, yeah, exactly. Well, where was my $35 the month before? Why don't that compound into this quarter? 
and then I get $65, you know, or $70 this yeah. month, you know, but they don't do it like that. So, yeah, that being said, not trying to get off on a tangent there, but that being said, I think Will Ospreay needs to get to AEW or WWE to prove himself. Personally, I think I would like to re- really see him in WWE uh, because, you know, rarely if ever does WWE get a guy at this age, at this time, healthy while they're still kind of young. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they got AJ Styles eventually, but he was probably 35, 36 before he was in uh, WWE. So, dare I say, they'll probably never get Kenny Omega. I mean, the Cody Rhodes kind of thing kind of changed a little bit of that, but I don't think they'll ever get Kenny Omega there. But that's just, you know, my opinion on that. If they do, it'll be when he's 45 or whatever. But he's talked like if, he, if his body doesn't hold up, he's not going to continue to rehab all the time to. Right. He doesn't feel like he can produce the best, which is a- admirable, but yeah. Um, well, Hey, and that's it. You know, I, I'm not digging on this compression shirt he's been wearing. I don't know what that's all about. He looks like a, I don't know. Yeah. Never mind. But <laughs> anyway, well, that's it for the Will Ospreay, Kevin Nash, Twitter feud. Now the next and final current affair for the day, basically right now, you know, triple H has returned to WWE. He started to bring back his people. You know, Shawn Michaels is now in a high executive position. Road Dog got brought back, replacing his friend Jeff Jarrett, which we've talked about previously on this podcast. Lots of wrestlers have returned to WWE since he's taken over. Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt are two that are not only heavily rumored, Braun Strowman is actually announced to be appearing now on Monday Night Raw. So that's a good move. I think that's a no-brainer, right? Dude, have you seen Braun Strowman? He looks like a... He looks like a ripped monster right now. Yeah. He is. I never did understand them letting him go. I I know the contract. Yeah. I know it's a contract, but right. I feel like he was probably worth the contract at the time. Maybe he wasn't, maybe his merch sales weren't good. Maybe he didn't move the needle or whatever, but, um, did they jump like, him too much earlier on? Maybe I don't know. Well, I mean, with Vince, if he get if he sours on somebody, it's it's very uh, likely that he was jobbed out. Job city, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, everybody got jobbed to Roman and uh, Brock for a while, so it's a tough thing. I, he, I mean, somebody like Braun Strowman should have been put over Brock at some point, and and that should have catapulted him further into his career. I also saw that Ryan Katz, who's a ex NXT producer, is back with the WWE. Did you see that? I did. I did. I see yeah. him step down from the Road Dog Oh You Didn't Know podcast and is now taking over again where he kind of was in the WWE. Right. So, yeah. As far as Bray Wyatt, I want to see him back. I really like Bray Wyatt, uh, I like his characters, but. Until I see it, I don't think I could believe that he's going to be back. Just, yeah. just because it just seems you hear something every week, and he's a real cryptic tweeter, right. which makes a lot of people always like, "Oh, he's coming back." Right. No, he was just tweeting something weird. It's it's all right. <laughs> it's so true. I, I hope he comes back, and I hope he is given the creative freedom that he mm. really needs. You know without stupid stuff. Now it seemed like he was getting a lot of his creative freedoms because, you know, he is a creative guy. I really hope they open the door on that and let him, yeah. you know, as long as he's not ripping off send Bodie, like there our, you go. Yeah. You know, our, our previous guest send Bodie, as we heard may have, barred heavily from some of his stuff but neither here nor there on that we're happy to see braun Strowman's back i think that's a smart move that'll give a fresh 
main event, even though he's been there before, he's worked with everybody basically, but it'll be a fresh set of matches now that you've added a, you know, an A-list main eventer back to the yeah. company. So, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, thank you so much, brother, for showing up on the podcast today with Current Affairs. You know, obviously, if you all like this, if you all like the rapport that my brother and I have, you can hear us on our own show, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, which, you know, if you haven't been listening, definitely tune in. We've got some cool things coming up. We've got a What If series. We've got interviews with indie wrestlers and up-and-coming performers and veterans of the independent scene. You know, we, we do hypothetical situations. Situations. We do cool topics. You know, you can find it at Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. The links are always in the show notes of every show. I think we have a good time over there, don't you? We do. We definitely do. And you can also get some action figure expertise from the Plastic Sheik here. So, yeah, when he shows up. <laughs> so, do you have anything you'd like to share with us on the way out, brother? No, just uh, thanks for having me on and. Uh, We'll have to get on here sometime when Wolfie can be with us and and chat it out. Yeah, he shared the microphone today with you to let you talk a little current affairs. I've been bugging him about bringing you on this show, and it just made sense for you to take care of current affairs with me today. So I appreciate that, as always. For Jared Street, the Plastic Sheik from Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. For Wolfie D, I'm Jimmy across the street. And I'm Jared down the street. And you're Jared down the street. We're the street brothers. Thank you all for listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Don't forget. Fight forever. Oh, wait, that's the wrong show, man. Dang, come <laughs>
for the people and the betterment of mankind. One, an action movie buff. The other, a horror movie fanatic. Together, they will try to bridge the gap of both genres into one podcast with their battle cry, Give Me Back, My Action and Horror Movies. Listen along as Charlie and Nate alternate each week talking about action and horror movies they cherish, mostly from the VHS era. Also, including some modern examples that felt like the movies they grew up with by answering the battle cry, Give Me Back, My Action and Horror Movies. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Look them up on Facebook and Instagram. If you're a pro wrestling fan, there's something for everyone at the Cheap Heat TV Podcast Network. From the Pro Wrestling Discussion Show, Cheap Heat TV Live, to the Interview Show, the Jackson Interaction Podcast with the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson, to the silliness of the Whitey Jenkins Show, and the brand new Zip, Xander's Irresistible Podcast with Charles Anders. You can check them all out and much more over at CheapHeatTVLive.com. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. Uh, I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at LiveWolfieD. And then on YouTube, at Live and in Color with Wolfie D Podcast. Our website is anchor.fm slash WolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie. Wolfie D. Also, do you have a product or business you'd like Wolfie D to talk about? Let us know about it by leaving a recorded message over at anchor.fm slash Wolfie D slash message. Leave your name and contact info and we'll get back to you. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash Wolfie D slash message. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate, first of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. got a cat. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving it in color. Don't rush your mother, utilize a hubcap. I like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Tired of suckers taking credit for what is mine. 
you know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop been doing it like this since 92 played low for a while and you thought i was through listen real close to these rhymes that i've injected this shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected mad skills no faking there is no one great cause i'm bringing more folks and over one for later not here to play games so you better be I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you want to get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up, then I'm driving it home. It's Ruby D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.